Hello and welcome to Kitchen Sessions. I'm Charlotte Hastings of Therapy Kitchen, here to explore how food means more than meets the belly. Each meal we enjoy, even the tea we love, will hold a little memory, a small story that could take us into the heart of who we are. As a therapist and a cookery teacher, I use our stories with food to take a natural journey into the inner world, finding a person's unique recipe for life to feed the soul. So to stir this pot of culinary enlightenment, each session I'll invite a guest to tell me about a dish they love, something special to them, maybe with their name on it, to let us know more about the person who makes it, and perhaps to know ourselves a little better too. I hope you'll enjoy these kitchen sessions, which are made in the spirit of what's perfectly possible rather than what's impossibly perfect. My guest today is my lovely neighbour, beekeeping Diana. For a few years now, I have been enjoying her bees' honey, but this year I've got to know them really well as they've been foraging in our garden too. Today has been an oasis of timeless yet fruitful escapism, wandering around this ancient art of beekeeping. Humans have been managing bees in some way or another for at least 9,000 years, with evidence of wax on clay pots from Neolithic farmers in the Near East, Europe and North Africa. Beeswax has been used to waterproof bowls and of course their honey sweetens food and mood. I love listening to Diana and meeting her bees, learning so much about their industrious, harmonious and cooperative hive of activity. How happy I feel to live over the road from this genius of meal making that holds the very essence of alchemy in its wings. Honey and bees are utterly integral to our survival. Their bounty healing wounds, supporting the immune system and treating our senses with this true elixir of life. But as a therapist, what strikes me is how clear they are with their intentions, the ultimate lesson in collective enterprise and our profound interconnection. Seeing Diana's passion for beekeeping, how it connects her to her environment, her community and of course herself, as this appears to be nothing less than a calling, has been a true treasure to become part of for the day. So the tune I've chosen to introduce today's glorious guests is, of course, Sugar Honey Honey by The Arches, where I hope you'll join me in a sing, a twist and a grin in honour of the glorious honeybee. Sugar Of loving you, I just can't believe it's true. 
for a delicious cup of tea that we've had already. My pleasure. <laughs> and I was admiring your coffee. That was quite... <laughs> a co- oh, yes. My lovely, my lovely Tassimo machine. Yeah, that was quite something. you gave me. Oh, bless her. Lovely. So I've um, been really enjoying your honey for the past mm-hmm. few years mm-hmm. and have come over this morning to talk to you about your bees and mm-hmm. honey making and so on. Oh, yes. <laughs> so how long have you been making this beautiful honey? Okay, this will be my sixth season so my yes I started it started in 2014 um and how I got into it was uh, my mother had a swarm in her compost bin when she was alive over in Neville Avenue in Hove yeah and a friend who was beekeeper came over I rang him in panic saying oh what do I do with these honeybees he came over to pick the swarm up yeah and he said why don't you give it a go and so I've that's what I did, and I got my first hive in 2014. Right, and never looked back. Most most wonderful thing I've ever done. So that's quite a moment of synchronicity, really, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because mm-hmm. not all of us, not many of us, know a beekeeper. No, that's <laughs> right. I was very fortunate. I was very very fortunate, and he he was a relatively new beekeeper. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, we started. We we yeah we we started it together, and. Uh, as I say, it's the produce is absolutely fantastic. So oh, it is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I was very excited as somebody who has quite a lot of hay fever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and adores making honey um, food yeah. with honey. I was. I had a dream about it last night. <laughs> I was just dreaming about um, all these fruits that were available around us, yeah, and then I yeah. and then I dreamt about making um, a yogurt and honey and vanilla dressing to go. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Well, I, I will we'll get on to the food later, but I've just picked some slows and I've made some slow vodka and I've added some honey to it, and I also made some elderflower liqueur and added my honey to it, and it is absolutely delicious. Oh, and if wow. you're if you're kind to me, I might give you a little sample bottle over there. Oh, most. Marvellous, thank you so much. Yeah, so how do you feel about that kind of, you know, using those things that you, because you've grown those slows yeah. as well. Yeah, well, the slows are actually at the back of my at the back of my gardens. Even bit, better, so they're wild. Ab- absolutely, and the blackberries, you know, just if you open the gate here, you can get over to Green Ridge and yes. then there are all sorts, of, you know, you've got, you know, obviously the slow berries, the elderberries, blackberries. So yes, I'm often sneaking out the back and getting some getting some delicious produce from nature. Yeah. And I wonder what that makes you feel like, whether there's, um, 
when you know when you started to make the honey and your friend just said why don't you give it yeah, a go yeah I'm guessing you're there, there's something in you that kind of likes that foraging feel yeah well I think what, what I, I was lucky as a as a child I had a grandfather who used to take who used to take us out every Sunday into the countryside and he was one of the that cars really weren't that that common in in that day and age and so he was we were very fortunate as, as and he, he loved the outdoors and I can remember you know when we were allowed to pick pick the wildflowers the daffodils and I think that love of the countryside is sort of just grown with me my, my mother had an allotment and of the three children I'm the one who's really embraced it so I love the outdoors I love rambling and beekeeping when I started the beekeeping it wasn't necessarily for the honey it was for the bees yes. and then I didn't re- and I, I must admit I was never a real lover of honey mm-hmm. um, but it's when I first tasted my first the first honey that my bees had made it was magical it was absolutely magical and I even now I do have the honey because it is so good for you I have it on yogurt Uh, it come sort of October I'll be having honey and lemon every single every single morning and it's well publicized how good honey is for you I've made Mm. you know say but but I do I you know dipping dipping my spoon into my honey it is absolutely, absolutely delicious. That it's, word magical really mm, yeah, says such yeah, a lot. Yeah. But I wonder whether you can sort of take that apart a little bit more, yeah, what well, that I meant think, to you. I think when I when I talk about my bees, I smile. Yeah. And <laughs> I I can't, you know, anyone who finds what what I find is that any of us who are lucky enough to find what does it for you, yes. then a lot of people don't. A lot of people never find that thing that that, that well yeah you, you find something and it just makes you feel euphoric magical I, I've got two two things rambling is mm-hmm. one of the things that does it for me and beekeeping is the other yeah I when keep your feet on the ground oh my goodness when mm. when I open that hive and I see the bees and everything else just goes it you have to concentrate on these living living creatures and you're responsible for them and you love and I know it sounds ridiculous but you love them I love yeah. my bees yeah. and I love I love taking care of them um I talk to them I I am I am the I am the crazy bee lady well <laughs> there's nothing crazy about that I get people to fall in love with risotto <laughs> So I would say you're, you're, you're a step ahead. I will have to tell you this. The other day, I was out rambling over near Lewis and I came across a field of wild mushrooms, of field mushrooms. Oh, wow. But I do know a bit about mushrooms and I was walking with a friend and uh, this is just an aside and we saw this field and normally when you're out, you might see a couple. We came across this field that was full of field mushrooms. Fantastic. Luckily, I had a, a bag in my, in my rucksack <laughs> And we ended up with this huge bag of field mushrooms. Oh, my God. And we came home. I gave her half of them. I had the other half and I made the most delicious mushroom risotto from my wild mushrooms. Anyway, that's an aside. Well, yes, but it is part of it, isn't it? It's about being in touch with our environment. Yeah, obviously I wouldn't advocate people just going and picking mushrooms. You have to know that they are field mushrooms. But there's a lot of information out there, isn't there, that you can check and thoroughly check Mm -hmm, and so on, mm -hmm. which, um, and a lot of them, yeah, I mean, it is such, and they're, 
uh, such an important food. Yeah, yeah. Because there's um, a type of B vitamin mm-hmm. in mushrooms that you can't get very oh, easily oh, anywhere right. else. Okay. So you actually should eat mushrooms every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah I do. It's it's a, I love mushrooms, but these wild mushrooms were just delicious mm, mm. so that's that daily process and 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 looking at what nature is providing yeah, yeah. and i guess that is something that the bees really show us because they oh you know if we lose the bees oh. we lose everything i know that you know that's everyone, the end everyone it? is aware of how important bees are i'm sure but it it's i think i saw something you know it's bees pollinate 75 percent of our crops so okay the human race wouldn't die out but it would be we would have a very bland diet it would and i'm sure the nutrition wouldn't be there one good thing is that bees don't pollinate grapes so we will always have plenty of wine grapes are wind pollinated Just, yeah, we'll always have plenty of wine. That's what, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if we lose everything else, but no, it, mm. bees really, really, really are important. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just, and, and I was watching a program on bees the other day, and I, I don't know if, if, if your listeners will will know this but when I was a young young girl and we used to go out in the car with my grandfather you used to have to clean your windscreen from the inside. yeah I don't yeah, know yeah yeah they used absolutely. to just splatter and I can remember doing yeah. that how often now do we ever have an insect splattering, splattering against our windscreen? That, that is right. That is a key yeah. sign of yeah. how much we've yeah. lost and decimated yes. um, with our mobile phones yeah. And, yeah. And, and pesticides mm-hmm. and so Absolutely. on. Which is Absolutely. why people like yourself keeping bees yeah. is so important mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. trying to spread the word, which yeah. is what your friend did. Yes. He's passed something on. Abs- yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic and as I say the honey for me is a byproduct really it's a, it's a very lovely byproduct but that wasn't my reason for you know if I if I, if one year I didn't have any honey it wouldn't matter as long as the bees have got enough and that I can get them through the winter and they can come out the other side then that's my my job done right so the bees do live for how long do they live it really depends um the the, the queen bee can live can live up to five years. Can she? Yeah, she right. can live up to five years. Generally, the bees are clever enough. In the wild, if you had a wild colony, the queen might run out of sperm because I, we, I don't know how much detail you want to go into, but how she mates, she, she stores, she mates. When That's the best bit. Yeah. Come on, Diana. <laughs> oh, I, I can tell you some, yeah. The, the queen, the queen, well, the, the bees choose an egg that they will, they will turn, you know, that she will turn into the queen. Oh, yes. You know, there, there's a lot of science behind it. However, basically the, the princess hatches, she goes out to mate and she goes to a, a drone. The drone is a male bee. Yes. And she will go to a drone congregating area where she, where she will mate with quite a few drones um, in one go and they will inseminate her and she'll store up in her basically a sperm sack okay all of the sperm from say up to 20 20 drones and wow that will (laughs) that will that will uh, keep her um (laughs) and so she will then come back to the hive and she'll start her laying. Right. If she lays an, an egg, she, she lays up to, I don't know, about, I don't know what the statistics are, particularly somebody may correct me on this, but up to about 2,000 eggs a day. 
The majority of those she'll fertilise with a bit, she'll release a bit of the sperm from her right. sperm sac and release that egg. That will turn into a female um, bee. If it's not fertilised, it'll turn into a male bee. And percentage-wise, ju- just roughly, so you've got, I, I don't know, a, a hive of 40,000 bees. Yep. You'll have one queen, you'll have about 36,000 worker bees and about 4,000 drones. Right, okay. And when you go back to your original question, that's the, the queen bee can last that long, but most dr- drones are... Uh, <laughs> drones... The, the drones will start appearing in the hives come about sort of March, April time. Mm-hmm. Um, their sole purpose in life is to either mate, is to mate with a queen. Yeah, they don't do anything they else, don't do, do anything they? Else. They don't do the foraging. <laughs> they will, they'll sort of basically walk around that. They, they maintain a certain amount of equilibrium. You know, we, we do need a few men on the planet. But um, yes, she, she, they'll walk around the hive being fed by the females. They don't do any work. And they, every day, I don't know if they do go out every day, but they go out and mate, try and look for a queen to mate with. If they don't succeed that day, they'll come back to the hive. Okay. So this is what they do. They're back so they're and not, They're not fussy about where that queen comes from no, then. No, if it's no, not no, their no, hive. No, no, they don't. No, that's what they... You want to um, increase the gene pool. Yes, so of course. So what you really want is for drones from other hives. Yeah. You know, they could be all, all around, but they go to a drone congregating area. There are people far more expert than I on all this, but... Um, and then if they haven't, what happens is they mate with the queen and then they're, to put, to put it graphically, once they've mated, their penis is ripped from them. They fall down to, or I don't know if it's a penis, I don't know what, it's, what, what it is, but it's yeah. ripped from their bodies and they, they die. Right. Okay. So they, at least they die happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a happy ending, as it were. If, <laughs> if they fail to mate, they come back to the hive. Anyway, so the poor, the poor old drone, if he doesn't mate all season, mm. come about September time now, the males are superfluous to requirements. They take too much energy. There's no point in them right. you know, throughout the winter. So the females throw them out of the hives. They actually evict them oh, and kill them. So a hive will actually go into the winter um, as an all-female, female colony. Right, to hibernate. Yeah. Right. They don't hibernate as such. On, if, if we have a very mild winter, on a nice day, they will be out flying. Come about eight degrees, um, no wind. They, they will be flying. Okay. Um, so they just go inside to conserve They energy. go in and they will congregate around the queen to right. keep her warm. Oh, right. And that is their sole job, if you like, okay. to, to keep the queen um, warm over yeah. winter. And make you have to make sure that they've got enough food to to keep to keep them through the winter because there is no forage out there for them. Right. Um, so you leave when you collect and harvest yes. the honey. Yeah. You just leave enough for them. You have to you, leave. And you yeah. have to hobbyist, work out. Yeah. Hobbyist beekeepers um, always. Well, they. I think. I think. You know. The bees make it. You can't take it all. I'm sure. No. I don't know, but I. I imagine that maybe commercial beekeepers take it all but you can what I do I leave them plenty of honey for themselves and I just top up um just to make sure that they've got enough I top up with some with some sugar syrup oh do you yeah okay just just to make sure they've got enough (laughs) they're very well looked after yes they are I have to say 
one of the things that really inspired me to do this interview with you was because I've been getting to know your bees living over the road yeah. and having the honey, and they're so well behaved. Oh, you they can are. See, they're well really looked after. <laughs> they are pedigree bees. They're just so well mannered, oh, and are. I find them at the window trying to do their yeah. job, but they're yeah. not going to do very well in my mm-hmm. studio. So. I, I encourage them out and they don't make any fuss. They just Mm -hmm. make their way back home. So they obviously know... They're very secure. Yeah, they are. They've got a lovely, they've got a lovely home. I'd be very, um, I'd be very sad if they decided to take off and go elsewhere. But which, but they, they do that in, um, in about May time. That's swarming season, so you have to, as a beekeeper, if you don't want to lose half of your bees, you, you, you have to really keep your eye on them and make sure that they're not making swarm preparations, or right. if they are making swarm preparations, like a mutiny, you have to know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> And so what do you do? What, what, how do you know well, they're making a yeah, swarm? Well, that's, that's when you really have to be very vigilant. You go, right. you tend to go in every week yep. um, and just see if they're, if they're making preparations to swarm. There's Again, I could talk forever on this, but you basically can go in, see if they're building a larger queen cup and you know that they're then thinking, <laughs> oh, I'm going to swarm because it's, it's their way of reproducing. Right, so, and spreading the gene pool as well. That's right, yeah. yeah. So the queen, the, the old queen, they'll make swarm preparations. The old queen will go off with... Uh, with half of the hive so you've you've lost half of your bees if you're if you're not if you're not careful but as a beekeeper what i would do is see that they're making swarm preparations and then you then you do an artificial swarm so you don't lose half of the bees you take what my way of doing it is to take the bee away with some with some bees and then you've got two colonies Oh, so you've right. got instead of one, you've got the two colonies. There's lots of so you really go with them, don't you, Diana? You yeah, don't yeah, just, yeah. You yeah. don't block them. No, no, you have you're, to you're go following with them. <laughs> yes, you have to go with them. You can't swarming is an instinct for them. Mm-hmm. You you could you know so when I first started, I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll I'll just take all of the queen cells down, but that upsets them. They they don't like that because. You're yeah, going against. Yeah, yeah. You've interrupted a process, yes, haven't yes. you? Which but is if going you're to really traumatise them. Enough, you can you can go with them, yeah. and and so you don't lose half of your bees. So is that how come you've got several different hives? Yeah, it, now? it is. I started with one colony, went went on to two, and as as you can imagine, because when they swarm, you've got you've got two colonies then the following year though if you didn't do anything about it those two colonies would become four that four colonies so you could end yeah, up with yeah, yeah, too yeah. many bees absolutely and, and, and then they'd start arguing i'm guessing no, they wouldn't have enough you, food you, well, you have to, well here we're, we're we're really lucky where we where we are mm. because you've got the ridge you've got green ridge you've got the yeah. blackthorn you've got the hawthorn you've got the, the elderflower elder, you've got the clover yeah. the dandelions you know everything out there could could sustain quite a few hives because right. we are lucky yeah. where we are. Um, but just for, for my back, it's a heavy hobby. So is it? Like, yeah, it really is. Yeah, a honey box, a, a full honey box can weigh 30, 40 pounds. Right. And yeah. it's very, very tough on the back. Right. So I have to be, I have to be careful. But... Is, is, is it helpful to do that with two people or do they, would it, they not it, like that? It, 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 no, it would be it would be fine, but sometimes 
Um, I don't like the responsibility of somebody else helping because it can because they can sting. Right. So you know, I I don't want to be responsible for somebody getting a nasty sting. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see because I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of you oh, know yes. facing one of my fears. I mean, yeah. like, bees. Obviously, I understand the difference, mm-hmm. but I I did get stung when I was really little by a wasp. Yeah. yeah. And. So it's a, um, you know, it's really ingrained in me. Mm. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of, you know, yeah, facing well, that level sure, fear. I'll make sure you're okay. The, the yes. thing, thing with bees and, the, and wasps, wasps, when, if, a, if a honeybee stings you, the sting is ripped out yes. of its abdomen, sadly, and, and they die. And then I feel double back. Yeah, but so the wasps don't. Wasps, no. wasps don't. I know, they, they, they just carry on going. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I, I, I was wondering about if you were frightened or I suppose then if you're frightened, I guess you make sudden movements and those sorts of things would be damaging. Yes, I'm, I'm not. And this is what I find, um, I, I think I'm so ingrained. Even when I first opened the hive for the first time on my own, I was so astounded by these bees and how they sometimes sometimes they are tetchy if they, they can sense a change in the weather right if it's very stormy mm-hmm. they sometimes get very very tetchy if you're mowing the lawn near them they get very oh, tetchy yeah. Yeah. this time of the year when the when the foraging is is deteriorating you haven't got as much forage out there you've got some late michaelmas daisies you've got some late ivy and um, the himalayan balsam but generally at this time of the year the main forage is over mm-hmm. and so this time of the year can be they can be a little bit tetchy they haven't got as um, much to do no, to keep them busy no, no and they like to be busy don't they, they do yeah the busy bees yeah um, can i can i just go back a moment and i was just interested the queen she's mated with up to 20 20 drones yes mm-hmm. and is that sperm sac then all just one she doesn't i know this sounds a bit mm-hmm. of a silly question yeah. but all the sperm gets put into all, one yes. sack and then yeah. she she releases a bit of that if she wants to lay a female egg right so as i say i'm i'm not a i'm not a biologist i'm not a, an entomologist but um yeah that's but my understand well that that is that is factually correct so right yes and then she yeah and then then what happens is she she stops her laying in about august september she'll she'll stop her laying and going back to the original question as to how long they live so drones will have only got a very short yep. so the males will only have a very short life and then she'll pick up the next year and start laying unfertilized eggs and so the drones will will appear in the hive again the females, if you if you say had a female who was born in um, June, say, um, they live for about six weeks. Eventually, they will work themselves to death. So that's what happens. They work themselves to death. So they, oh. they go up the, they they start off, they're, they're born, and then they might sort of wander around the hive. They, they've got different jobs within yes, the colony. Yes, so this is fascinating. Jobs. Yes, that's right. So when they're first born, um, they, well, they, they hatch, mm. and then they'll clean out their own cell, the, the cell that they were, that they lived in. Do they use that as food, like a, a chick hatch? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they will, they will. Um, use that they will clean up their cell 
and then they'll wander around then they'll start being nurse bees and they'll look after the ones that are hatching out they'll feed the larva of the new because it's a continual yeah. um, cycle so then they'll feed the larva of the of the, the queen's now laid again right. so they hatch out of their cell they clean it the queen will come along and lay another egg in there yeah and so they will look after and feed feed that larva then they then they progress they're, they're promoted if you like and yeah. they will then do various duties they'll they'll um, be guard bees so they'll be, be guarding the entrance of the hive against predators or any bees from another hive right and then they're sort of once they once they're at the top of the tree they'll go out foraging oh, and okay. that's how they'll end their days they will be out and back and they'll they'll work themselves to death okay but some of them will live over winter some of them yes if so the, the bees that were laid in about sort of end of july august time they will then hatch oh, and they see. will be the bees they because they don't work themselves to death because yeah they won't right be. okay and i don't know if there's a genetic difference there there must be because they they will then live until the next year they will keep her sure. there's yeah so the the queen bee sort of lays different types of eggs if you like during different I, types of I, the year yeah i don't know if now this is the thing that i don't know is if she lays i don't think she lays different types of eggs i think the honeybees themselves will determine the role of that egg yes so i remember they will now feed them yeah. differently yes they will you know feed different quantities etc etc so it's the, oh it, the, the queen really is I, I if we look at her as a as an egg laying machine you know the queen bee and everything that she's in charge of the hive she actually isn't she does as she's told you know it's the workers as a as a collective if you like absolutely function that they it's it's a there's a, a word for it and um but it, it, it is a society a female dominated society matriarchal yeah but it yeah. hasn't got a hierarchy a no it hasn't got way. a leader how they do it i don't think anybody knows or there no, might no, no, be no, somebody. but there's just that sense i suppose they're all just going to go through and they're working working towards this one how are the decisions made i that's what fascinates me the decision making Hmm. who how do they decide as a collective that they want to swarm you know Hmm. because if if they and, and if they want to if i don't know say say the queen breaks her leg the honeybees will sense that there's something wrong with that queen. Or if she runs out of sperm, for example, the honeybees know that there's something wrong with that queen and they will start to make a nut or they will, they'll raise, they'll want to raise another queen to supersede her. Yeah. Now that's another phenomenon that um, is, is quite remarkable. They will... When, when you look into a hive and you'll see different kinds of, if you see queen cells, it's not automatically, oh my goodness, they're going to swarm. It could be that there's something wrong with the queen and they, the bees themselves, had made, have made a decision mm. to replace her. Yes. Now you said when I came over last time that you thought you'd lost two queens this yeah, year. But I, yeah, I hadn't. Yeah, no, oh, I, I hadn't. hadn't. No, oh, I'm so, I've no. been worried about that. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes, I don't know, they could be having a bad day. Maybe they've yeah. had a bad day. Um, but no, I went in. No, I haven't. But I've got a very strange thing happening in one of my hives at the moment. And I think there's supersedure going on. Um, I went in, I saw the queen. Right. And to me, she looked fine. Yeah. But then I saw a queen cell. Now, it's too late for that queen, for, for them to swarm. 
So I think we've got a super procedure going on now. So I've, I've I made the decision. So we're going to go and have a look at the procedure. Deci- <laughs> I made the decision to just leave them alone. No, we we won't be able to do that because it's a bit late in the season for a newly hatched virgin queen, if you like. Mm to mate right but I did notice that when I went into that hive there were still quite a few drones around so the thing is the bees are cleverer than me yeah yeah I like to think that I know what they're doing but they actually sometimes know best and so as a beekeeper we need to we need to know when to just leave them to it well absolutely let them get on they know what they're doing well nature's a lot exactly exactly yeah (laughs) they've been around for millions of years I've been I've been tending them for six so they do know a lot better than me but you you do learn you know as, as a new beekeeper you do you know I, I've read a huge amount I've been to beekeeping society meetings and it's with anything everyone has their own opinion on something I'm no expert but all I know is that I think I'm a fairly fairly successful beekeeper my bees survive the winter occasionally I have a colony loss I know what to look out for Diseases because they, honeybees are susceptible to disease. Yeah, absolutely. They are. There's a there's a particular mite called a varroa mite that lives on the, the varroa destructor. It lives on the lives on the thorax of the of the honeybee, and you have to treat them. You, mm. you do have to treat them because if if a varroa goes untreated, they can sort of take over the hive the bees then get something called a deformed wing virus right and i did notice when i went in um the other week i did have a few honeybees with the deformed with deformed wing virus and so i treated them for varroa and i had quite a high mite drop in one of my hives so i I treat them every year oh do you Uh, it's like a standard you do yes you do treat them you 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 have to because it wild colonies that's why wild colonies are are dying out because of the the varroa mite that's one of the reasons um so most hobbyist beekeepers have to be quite vigilant and yeah. you know it's, there's more to it than just saying, oh i'm going to keep bees you do have to be prepared you know these treatments are quite expensive you know if you feed them sugar syrup that you that have got different di- that you get from a bee supplier it's quite expensive it's not you know it's quite it, it's with any hobby if you want to do it properly you need to be prepared to do it properly and spend the money on it. Well, the thing is, you're providing such an amazing gift to your environment, Mm -hmm. as well as, Mm -hmm. you know, your local community Mm. as well. And I know you've said that basically the honey costs only... Yeah, um, only pays for the hobby. Well, that's it. But and I, you're lucky, though. I'm, I'm. What I feel is that I'm lucky to have a hobby mm. that can cover your costs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, know, that can, <laughs> that's you can true. Put, put your, you know, <laughs> if you do need a new hive, you know, if something the equipment, you know, I choose to have the little pretty WBC hives that tend to be a little bit, a little bit more expensive than other hives. Um, but you have to maintain them. You have to paint them. You have to. They are very beautiful. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> They're very photogenic. But um, I'm so fascinated by all the things you're saying. One of the things I'm just wondering about is learning, you know, about the mite and and Mm -hmm. just looking Mm -hmm. after them. Do you think for you that was a a mixture of reading up and, and watching or... 
I'm sure it is. Obviously, it's yeah. got to be both of those things. But I, I'm wondering for you, which comes first? Is, is it the observing and, and sensing, having an intuition about what's happening? It, it is. You, you, I, I've always been an, an avid reader. It's, you know, I like reading instructions. You know, I'm not one of these people. If, if I get a new piece of equipment, I will read the instruction leaflet from right. front to from. I, I am. I that is I my never. way of learning. I'm not very visual. <laughs> right. I like to read words. Okay. And so, therefore, you know, there. That's how I learn. I I read. Um, and but I, I suppose you can't. You you have to do the practical side of things. So I've learned about the varroa, and then I've seen them myself. Yes, um, that's what I was really so you know, aware of of how closely I you're watching these babies. When I first started, I read and read and read and read. Right, and read. I went to the beekeeping meetings. I listened to other beekeepers who know a lot more than I do. Um, and you learn by your own experience. You certainly learn by your own mistakes. Yeah. And that's what I find now is that even now, six years on, you just learn, learn, learn. All the time the bees are teaching you something new. Mm. And it's, it is, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. I can't even begin to tell you how it's the best thing that I've ever done from a hobby point of view. <laughs> it's just amazing well it's so integral in your life isn't it yeah yeah that's what you know because mm. you you're a keen gardener as yeah, well aren't yeah, you yes and so you know now that's all become yeah. part of it as well so mm-hmm. everything about you and your childhood yes. as well which is really lovely to think yeah. about of yeah. how your grandfather must be i know uh, they're just going yeah. fantastic and i lost is my mother I, I lost my mother last year and she, she was the one who really encouraged me to do the beekeeping she you know she had a lot of friends and I think she was quite proud of me actually yeah and uh it was a, it was a shame that she passed away last September suddenly but she she was she didn't unfortunately my mum got stung a few times and she re- reacted quite badly and I was a very unsympathetic daughter <laughs> And I said, oh, my goodness, mother, it's only a bee sting. And I think in later years, you know, she she wasn't as fond of the bees as she was when I first started. Mm. But she certainly liked the honey. Mm. Um, well, it is, I mean, you know, what I'm learning from you and my own experience of your bees, mm, <laughs> it really is about that relationship, isn't it? And really thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... And perhaps, I'm Perhaps that, you know, slightly unsympathetic. <laughs> no, I mean, it's I, difficult to know which way to go, isn't it? Oh, I know. If you go in too much, then you can yes, encourage yes. it. Yes, I wasn't the most sympathetic, sympathetic of Our daughters are that No, I don't think they are. I don't know. They really are. They really are. I'm now beating myself up a bit for it, but no. And, and I'm very lucky that I've got them in the garden. Yes. Um, you know, some beekeepers have them in allotment, have the hives yeah. of their allotment. They have them in out apiaries. Yeah. But I'm lucky that I can go out and have a chat to them every morning. I go out and say, hi, girls, how are you doing? Now, I've and heard um, this, that it's quite important to yeah. talk to your bees. <laughs> what, what do they you know mean? all my secrets. Do they know all they your know secrets? All my secrets, yes. <laughs> they don't give me any advice, but yes, I uh, I Do you think they don't? Them. Do you think they don't give you advice? Oh, maybe. They certainly calm you down. They right. calm you down. Okay. I mean, I think that was that meditation that oh, you talked about of just dropping everything yes. else, yeah. which is, you know, mm-hmm. a key way of solving problems yeah. is to stop thinking about them. Yeah. So so they do that. They do. I think even even with walking, 
when when I when I go rambling, say you say something's on your mind and you're walking like it's still there. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know when even though yeah. you're 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 in the zone and you're looking at the at the South Downs. I was walking at Furl Beacon on Saturday, and walking along the top of that South Downs way at Furl, you've got you've got the Weald on one side, you've got the sea on the other, and it was you know you're looking at the kestrels and you know swooping down to get the to, to get the mice whatever. And it was, you know, a magical again. It's a, it's a euphoric feeling. Mm. But anything that's on your mind is still is at the back of your mind, albeit mm. it's still there. When you're doing mm. the bees, you can't focus on anything else. Your mind has to clear completely because number one, you're dealing with things that can hurt you. Yeah. Um, you have to make sure that you don't kill the bees. You know, mm. occasionally you unfortunately you do Mm. you know you you may squish one or you know you may get stung and your soul you you are engrossed and the noise from the hives you can hear them um you you see this bustling hive of activity Mm. and you can't help but be in awe of them yeah so I wonder you know from what you said about maybe they don't you know, obviously necessarily provide you answers. No. That, you know, there's something about watching mm. those bees and their cooperative yes. living, the yeah. fact that they don't need to argue that there's a kind of yeah. um, almost mystical decision-making mm. process that happens with them all yeah, organically. It, it is. Um, uh, yeah, I just wonder what message the bees might give you. Um, what message do they give me? I don't really. That's a that's a hard one. That men are pretty useless. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. I don't mean that. <laughs> but it's sort of irresistible, um, isn't yeah, it? You can't. You can't help it. Yeah. You get rid. Yeah. Um, no, I. Th- I think it's it's when. You know, the, the rubbish, for example, recycling, if a bee were to die in the hive, yeah. they'll, they'll get rid of it. You know, they, they don't want, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get the rubbish out of the hive. Right. They will... So they literally have, like, a, a little rubbish pit? Well, no, they'll, they'll you know, the, the, the birds will come along. And right, they, yeah, yeah. They, they will, they, they like their hive to be orderly. If you come <laughs> along as a beekeeper and disrupt it, because every time you go into a hive, you disrupt it to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they, they seal the hive with, with a substance called propolis, which is a very sticky substance that they get from trees. And they'll seal it all up to protect it, to keep it warm, especially this time of the year. They want to keep the hive warm yeah. for the winter. And so they're in there busy sticking it, sticking, collect, going out, collecting the propolis, sticking it together. Right. As a beekeeper, if I come along with my hive tool and rip it open, <laughs> they're not yeah, going to be I'm very just, pleased I'm just thinking with me. how yeah. annoyed I would yeah. be. <laughs> so they, this, you know, I, I would say, you know, we'll have a look today and I've got to um, change the Varroa mite treatment in a couple of weeks' time, then you leave them alone. You, right. you leave them alone for the winter mm-hmm. and with your fingers crossed that they're going to come out the other side because you, you can lose colonies, the queen can die, they can starve, although being being a very proficient, you should not <laughs> let your you should not let your bees starve. I, I think there's no way that your no, bees are they going. won't. No, my bees won't starve. <laughs> Um, but, but no, it's so. What message? I don't know. To be kind to one another. They're they're not they're 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 not unkind. The bees are lovely to one another. They're lovely to the queen. 
their their love they teach they teach each other role you know how, how do they learn how, how how do they learn they must have a way of teaching teaching each other mm. you know mm. i know it because part of it is instinct um and but they, they can be quite ferocious you know if, if a wasp or something were to go in the hive they will they will mothball it they yeah. will they will get rid of an intruder yeah so yeah, yeah I know um, my husband was, you know, got caught in a flight path when mm, he was quite mm. young and he had long hair. Mm, <laughs> was, oh, yes. You know, you know and then, of course, they were running and the bees were chasing yeah, after them. Yeah. Three brothers <laughs> running across <laughs> the fields into the... And obviously, you don't know where their flight path is. No, no. <laughs> so each, But anyway, they chased them away. Mm, yeah. Um, so then, it's yeah. also good for... for, for ed- educationally, it's very good. I've got, you know, my, my nephews and my niece, you know, they... My little niece, she's two. She's she's just over two. She knows to respect the bees. You know, mm. I let her in the garden. I don't want her to be frightened of the bees. So, you know, I say, look, be careful of the bees. And she's learned, you know, she she's not frightened of them. Yeah. Um, she learns to respect them. She loves them because she knows that... I was just going to say, she loves that honey. honey and my nephews, you know, yeah. they're, they're, you know, I've, I've got a nephew of 15 and another nephew of eight. And they, you know, they, they both helped me in the past. And, and so they know, I, I think it's really good for, an, you know, as, as an education. Mm. And some of the people bring their kids up who, who buy some of the honey from the doorstep. Yeah. And, you know, the kids come in and they can see them working in the garden. And it is, it's, it's all ed- it's all about education. Yeah, absolutely. And our relationship with yeah. the world and mm. that our mm. food comes mm. from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And there is hard work involved yeah. in it. It is. <laughs> and that's why, you know, I, I, I am very precious about my honey because it's a lot of hard work that goes into producing this little tub of, yeah. of golden nectar. Yeah. It's... It, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, the com- commercial, you know, the supermarket honey, you know, I, I don't want to say anything that I shouldn't, but there's a, it's blended honey. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of blended from the EU, from, you know, worldwide. That Some of it, some of it is adulterated with rice with rice syrup you know it's that some of it isn't pure okay and there's a bee you know you can you can research that but my honey i know that it's come straight from my hive into the jar with nothing mm. nothing tampered nothing added it's pure pure honey and it's precious i think it's it precious. is real precious mm. it is you know golden yeah, yeah it is it's, it's precious to me mm. and yeah and I think what you're saying there about the hard work and the real commitment mm, mm, yes. and responsibility, yeah. the cooperation, yeah. the kindness, mm. all of those things that those bees yeah. are using to create that. That's it. You know, yes. it's, it's one entire yeah. process that um, we can learn such a lot yeah. from, can't we, as a community? Yes. Yeah, it's a, it, it's an amazing, an amazing society. Mm. And if only we understood them more. I'm, I'm sure there have been a lot of studies of, you know, in into bees, but we haven't got it all yet. We don't know. We don't know why they act in a certain way. And that's and, also important, though, yeah, I think, yeah. because they are they do have a greater intelligence mm. than yes. our frontal cortex yeah, can yeah, offer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really. And and it is around mm. you know respect for that and mm. just pure awe mm. really. <laughs> and how they can live, how you can get you know at the height of the summer you've got forty fifty thousand bees in a hive all living together in yes. harmony. <laughs> yes. And all and, and all 
know, basically living on top of one another. It's, it's, it is, it's, Yes, that's perhaps a really important message. I think that was the thing that I really took from it when I first started talking to you about the bees was how, you know, their cooperation, but living in harmony. That's that word, isn't it? That you can be really busy with your own talents, Mm -hmm. your own Mm -hmm. job, Mm -hmm. and how that's interconnected with everybody else's Mm -hmm. job in this overall process of of providing honey and food in an ongoing sense. And of course, their relationship with the world, That's it. you know, of what we wouldn't be able yeah. to do without them. And we do get cut off from that, don't we? You know, I we do. Yes, we, we do. Um, I had such a shot there of looking on the, you know, how much different, how many different types of honey mm. are available. Oh, yeah. And um, just, yeah, how, how easy it is to not understand yes, how much yeah, work goes yeah. into that. The you reality of it. You go to the supermarket it. and you see all this cheap, cheap honey on the, you know, and, and you think, yeah, I, I'm sure some of it, you know, some of it is the is the authentic stuff, but, you know, the, I don't know, I don't know, the, the 99p honey, that's that's not my honey. No, no, that's no. That's not my honey. No, no. Yeah, and there was a sort of a, a, a mm. sadness around that, I think. Yeah. So um, one of the other things I'm wondering, I think we've we've sort of talked about it, but very specifically, I wonder what therapeutic aspect they have for you or the actual making honey of whether that's provides something yeah, that you well, can pinpoint the whole beekeeping as a hobby is something that I'm so glad that I found I I haven't suffered from depression I don't think in the past but I've, I've had my down moments you know mm. I've, I've been I've had periods of my life where I've been very very down um but all I know is that I have never been as happy as I have been in the last six years. <laughs> That's and, such a beautiful thing. And to say. whether it's I don't know whether it's something to do with to do with the bees, I can't say. All I know is that I found something that is really good for me. Yeah, <clears throat> good for me as. Um, a, a relaxation and it keeps your mind so active you have to yeah. keep notes because at any moment <laughs> you can be inspected because I've got a live you know I've got livestock I've been you know, okay you I can be inspected that. by DEFRA yeah I, th- I think it's called DEFRA you've got regional bee inspectors national bee inspectors who could you know you register that you're a beekeeper yeah. and quite rightly if you're treating your bees with um, any form of chemicals, albeit they're very, you know, they're they're good. I don't know if, if you'd sort of if they are organic chemicals, um, but you have to make a note of it. Yeah, and they're completely harmless to the bees. But you, you know, you 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 have a responsibility mm. to keep notes and to if anybody did come and query anything that you've got records to show records to show them um yeah it really keeps you on your toes it doesn't does it? And, yeah. and looking out for those mites and i guess you've got to kind of monitor that and yes you do to keep notes on that yes, too you, you you have to you you monitor how many mites have dropped you um yeah there's there's a lot involved so it keeps your brain active and as we all know you know with with the on with the higher incidence of dementia etc anything that keeps my brain active yeah brain active is certainly worthwhile mm. um my work doesn't do the same hasn't got the hasn't got the same um attraction for me as the as the bees yeah 
Yeah. Uh, they're, they're so involved in your um, in your environment, in your physical environment, but also I'm listening and obviously I'm here because mm. I live mm. over the road and your involvement with your community yeah. by providing honey, by oh, providing it's education. It's, it's been for the lovely people that I've met and yeah. who, who I... You know, I talk to about about the bees. I talk to about the honey. It it's just it's just lovely, and I'd like to do. You know, I I can't because my back wouldn't withstand it. I would like to do it more on a professional basis. But again, I haven't. You know, I'm I'm no expert. I'm not. You know, I'm not a. a well, you are to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I know my stuff, but a lot of my stuff could be could be. You know, it's what I've learned. Absolutely. So I would just want to say this, this is what you do. This is, you know, mm. I know that it works for me. Yeah. And yes, you've I've really got learned healthy, that happy bees. Yes. And that's And well-behaved bees. Evidence. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very well-behaved. <laughs> oh, I think some of my friends think I'm a bit mad. You know, they, they some of them, I think, oh, you know, why on earth are you doing this sort of weird, weird hobby? But if they could, if they could just have one one hour of the of the feeling I get when I'm when I'm out there with them, I think they'd understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are. Um, yeah, it has been sort of brilliant to see yeah, you light yeah, up as yeah. we talk I about do, those things. Mm. And so I think we'll we'll press stop for the moment, mm-hmm. and we'll put our suits on, yes. and we'll go and meet these bloody Absolutely. bees. <laughs> And that calms, so the smoker calms the them down. The smoker calms them down. Um, so if they do get a little tetchy, yep. you light the smoker, you give them a few gentle puffs of smoke. Yes. And then it calms them down because they think that, I know it sounds awful, it, they think that their house is on fire. Okay. So they gorge themselves full of honey. Oh, right. And then if they're gorged of honey, they are less inclined to sting. Yeah. So Why do they the, gorge themselves of honey they think, when they think the house on fire? Because they think they're going to have to flee and they don't know how long they're going to, they're going to have oh, bless to find them. another home. So Oh, they're so clever. I know, aren't they? wonderful and you know the other thing i think is just miraculous is how people have worked all this stuff out i know yes that's what i I love as well it's like language isn't it how it evolves yeah and how they've kind of people have come up with this yeah and also how understood it how people developed a hive to replicate a hive in nature so yes. how many millimetres you need before each frame <laughs> and you need eight millimetres, you know, and, and it's, it's, it is, it's quite, it's quite remarkable. But good. Right. Yeah, it's I'm really interesting farming, isn't it? Because, you know, you really, you know, you can't control them in any way. Really. Well, no, you know, they do their own thing. You've really got to be in harmony with them somehow, you haven't have. you? Oh, I love that little machine. Oh, this is yes. This yeah. is this is the smoker. <laughs> Should we've all seen one of these if we've watched any? Um, okay, I'm trying to think which 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 hive would be better to look at. Mm. Um, let's there have a look. There are so many this to is, choose this, from. Yes. Well, we've got we've got four in the garden. So what I think I'll do. We'll have a look in this one up here. Okay, perfect. Okay yeah, you. yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a dear little one. I like so that that's one. That's only that that hasn't actually got that was a, a very that was a small colony. Right. And so it's got its own honey in and I'm also feeding it some honey. So you'll see what I do when I when I feed it. 
Okay. Um, so we'll go into we'll go into the hive. I think the best thing for you to do, Charlotte, is, is get to my gloves, pop your on. gloves on. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were saying, you know, about our fears and uh, and facing those. And, yes. You yes. know, already because well, well done, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just interesting. You were saying, you know, you're not frightened of these guys because you. But you are of spiders. And uh, yes. Um, yeah, and it's illogical because these can hurt me a damn sight more than spiders can. Yes, but so, they, you've got to know them, haven't you? And I, I yes. teach people this when yeah. they're cooking. You know, sometimes they're quite frightened, you know, mm -hmm. of certain vegetables yeah. or, you know, certain things they don't like. But actually, if you find out what it does for you and a bit about that's it, right. then people calm down yeah. and start to like them. So that's okay. the process I'm, I'm in right now. To be, I'm going to be looking <laughs> at you making sure you're okay okay and i'm also well so i feel fully kitted up you i do. don't think you yeah. don't feel frightened <laughs> no no okay. i'm excited <laughs> so what i do charlotte with you if you could if you stand over at yep. towards the back there yep okay i just want to make sure that you're yep that's perfect okay okay i'm going to give them a few little puffs yep and then you can hear them and it, what i'd say straight away is listen to the noise that they make yeah can you hear the noise that they're all making? You know, that, that's just not, that's oh, not yes. the smoke, but it's just you can you can hear them. They're all going about their work. Oh, it's like when we had chickens. Yeah. Unfortunately, the foxes got them. But oh. when I was out there, I just the noise of these chickens because yeah. I've never looked after anything yeah. useful before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, my daughter and this has is that four noise. chickens. Uh huh. But it is. It's you can hear it. It's so gentle, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my word. They're lovely girls. Oh, they're Look, exquisite. They're all the females and they're all coming in. I don't know, you may see a few that are coming in with, with their with, with pollen. Now that you'll see some um let's have a look. You'll see them with coming in with pollen in their pollen baskets and they'll be on their did you see that one there? Well the thing is my eyesight's oh, not good enough. Bright really. orange. They're coming in with bright orange pollen at the moment. Oh okay. So is is that an orange flower that all it's is the, just well, the pollen that the that the flower produces so i would imagine at the moment it could be ivy okay it could be these heleniums here look you can see that the that the bees are on the heleniums right um anyway let's get yeah, let's, let's get, get let's get it open see what we can see absolutely I'm going a bit quiet here yes, as I'm no, just watching, okay. you know. Yes, we're just, yeah. <gasps> just okay. Oh, my word. <laughs> okay. So can you smell the, can you smell the, the, the thyme? Oh, yes. Oh, my word. These are just so beautiful. So there we are. There they, there all they are. are. So what I'm going to do is just take this off. Mm -hmm. Give it a little, a little puff because what we don't want to do is lose the queen. God no! <laughs> Please don't let me be responsible for anything bad no, happening to these fine. bees. <laughs> I did find a lovely little white feather on me this morning, so I oh, felt like okay. you know. I think I'm hoping she's protected. So you take. <laughs> there we are. Oh, there we are. <gasps> The colours in here are just so beautiful. It is the colour of magic, isn't it? <laughs> oh, golden, girls. beautiful little bees. And here they are. Oh, here they are. So <gasps> what we'll do, I know that they're, that they're okay at the moment. So what I'm going to do is just lift one frame up for you. Right. 
Um, and so you can see what they're what they're doing. So what, oh, what you, you would so do as much. a beekeeper yeah. is you just sort of have a little look at them and see yeah. how they're behaving. And they're all behaving very well. They're not angry. They're not no. pinging up our veils or anything. So at the moment, they're quite happy. Hello, girls. Hello. Hello, girls. And What's this are. white thing? This, this, These, this, thing is the, this is the treatment for the varroa oh, okay. mite. Right. So what it does, it vaporizes in the hive. Oh, I and see. And it kill it kills the varroa mite, but right. it's completely harmless to the to the honeybee. Mm. Do you think they're getting a bit cross now? No, I don't no, think okay. so. No, they're okay. It's a nice <laughs> they're just day. busy. I know. We're lucky with this sunshine, yeah. aren't we? Because we couldn't do it on the day we'd planned because it was yes, stormy. And yeah, you be... wouldn't open. You wouldn't open the hive no. when it's raining. No. And you no, can no, see them course. here, all talking to each other. You know, they're cleaning right. themselves. They're they're quite happy going about their work. They are, aren't they? They're not interested in us at all. No, no. But what I will do... Right. I'm going to lift one of... I'll just lift one of the frames up. And so you can see... I don't think we'll be l lucky enough to see the see the Queen on the... I don't think we'll see the Queen because I'm going to lift up one of these outer frames. I would imagine, looking at it, the that the Queen is around here somewhere. OK. So I would How really, do you know? Because there's more because of there's them. Because there's more bees. There's yeah, more right. bees around there. You can see that that's probably mm. where they are. Right. But what I'm going to do is lift one up for you and then... You, so you can see what they're what they're doing. So this is a, a hive tool that I gently prise the frame away. Okay. And then I don't wear big gloves. I, I wear very thin gloves because it's easier for me to manipulate the hive. Oh, of course, yeah. Because what you have to, you, we don't want to squash the. Oh, there's girls. a cross bee by me. Yeah. I don't want to upset her. Let's Ooh. see. You okay? Yeah. Perhaps she wasn't. Perhaps she was just busy. I think she's just. I think she's just investigating. Okay. But if you are, if you, if it gets a little bit much, just yeah. step away. There we are. And this oh, is what look you at call that. a frame. Oh my gosh. Oh, I wish I could have a video as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, look at those girls. So you can see the honey is that you can see all the honey in there. Yeah. So this is a frame that's going to be used for their winter feed. Okay. Um, so we're just having, you can see them all, there aren't any males in here. No. So it looks as if all of the males, the males are slightly bigger. Oh, okay. So it looks as if the girls have already got rid of the, got rid of the boys. Right. Um, yep, when so. did you say that happened again? It happens sort of August, September okay, time. Okay, right. The hive behind you, that yeah. has got males in because this is the one that was, is, I think, um, being superseded. So okay. I think they're... There's a wasp around you. That's not a bee. Oh, that's what I could feel. <laughs> yeah, that was my anxiety. But I've got a suit on now, Mr. Wasp. And this is what this is what they do. And all of the you see the white the 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 white um, cappings on there. Yes, that's all sealed honey. So the honey is ripe. Right. And oh, they've wow. sealed it. Yes. And so when they're ready in the winter, they'll uncap it and eat the honey. Aww. They'll eat the honey. Proper little larder. Yep. Well stocked larder. Well stocked larder. Well stocked. So yeah. it starts off of neck. What they do is connect, collect the nectar. Mm -hmm. They bring the nectar back to the hive. Yeah. And then they reduce the sugar content. And then when the sugar content is reduced, they then cap it over. And so the honey, what we call the honey, is then ripe. Right. So. 
I wonder, so they reduce the sugar content and because they transform it. That's into, right, yes. Yeah, so it, yeah. then it... it they I, ferment it, sort of thing. I don't know, but you've got yeah. glucose, fructose, sucrose. I, 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 if we had a look, I'm sure that it would be able to tell us the yeah. the constitution. But they the cook it, basically, don't they? Yes. Yeah, they flap their wings to reduce the sugar, but to reduce the water content. Right. So oh, you, right, okay. So you get it back. You have to be very careful with them because we don't want to squish any of them. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're very well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. No, you're doing brilliant. Michelle. Oh, thank you well ever done. so much. I think this um, hood is really helping. Yes. <laughs> but you wouldn't think, would you? You wouldn't think that, you know, you can stand this close to a hive. Mm, no, I wouldn't. And you're not frightened. They get their... I'd never have thought so. Never have thought that you would do that. No, no. But, uh, you know, because I love honey so yeah. much and because you've explained so much mm -hmm. to me... Um, you know, I feel really yeah. comfortable with this. And, you know, as I say, the suit's helping a lot. <laughs> it does, you do. <laughs> I'd have to be it's, very it's silly. Our, it's it's yeah. our armour. Yeah. You, yeah. You, I would probably be okay, you know, if I took my gloves off, mm. I'd be okay. It right. would be, but, but it's very sticky. This, the, the populace, oh, okay. it's sort of, yeah. But that, that, that is how, that's how they work. And yeah. I, I would like to show you the Queen, but I think... Yeah, I don't, I don't want, want to upset to, them. I don't no, want no, to, I don't um, want to upset them at but all. maybe, maybe... But maybe we can do, you know, if, if there's another time, I might come over, because I'd love to video and take some pictures, which I can't yes, do yeah. at the moment. But as you say, it's so absorbing. You haven't got time to be frightened, have you? you? Can't, you and no. you can't think about anything else. What I might do... Is let me take a little video quickly. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you, because you've got those nice thin ones. So here we are, Charlotte. This is what Charlotte's looking at at the moment. <laughs> She's looking at the hive on this beautiful September day. Yes, yellow, so lucky. The yellow um, strips there are the. Uh, that's the treatment for the varroa mite. Right. So that will be coming off in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. So that wouldn't normally be there. What so a beautiful home they've made. I mean, it is it so clean yes, and, and sorted. Busy. Yeah. So I shall stop that now. Perfect. That's great. Thank you so, so much. Then what we do, yeah. put this back on. Yeah. This is called a crown board. So we put this on. Yep. Again, careful not to squash any of the little the little darlings. No, absolutely. So like, <gasps> put it on very carefully, and they tend to get out of the way. They're, Do they? They're not daft. I you no have to no. Be very careful. The last thing these guys are uh, is daft, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Get out of the way, my darlings. There but you've got to be in such harmony with them yourself oh, exactly. and kind of exactly. have that trust, yes. Yes. haven't you? That they are going to get out to of the way. They have to trust me. I have to trust them. Yes. Come on, girls. What an important lesson, eh? That's it. Mm. So you you respect them. You respect them. Oh, and care for them. And care for them. <laughs> Occasionally, unfortunately, you can't help squishing a couple. And I, I think this is this is where, and I, I do understand it. Some vegans won't eat honey, mm. um, and I get that because it is you, you are. You're, you're absolutely interrupting. Come on, girlie. See, and then what's happened here? But it is quite important because you're making bees for our That's environment because there it. aren't yes. enough, I'm as we were saying I'm earlier. I'm not doing it for the food. I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for the bees. Yeah. So it's about balance, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Mm. 
and if they give me a little bit in return then I'm happy for that so then yeah what we as I say this is this is a WBC hive right which is the pretty the pretty one oh uh, so yeah got exactly an outer, <laughs> an outer cover that makes a difference to me not being <laughs> frightened as well <laughs> Because I am that shallow, and if something looks pretty, I just think yes, it can't be bad. It. And then we put this on top, so it's a double layer hive, right? Which means that it's sort of got double insulation for the winter. Okay. Um, oh. So there we are. <laughs> then I am possibly looking at the best looked after bees in the world here, with the most beautiful hunting ground. Everything is look provided for them. Look yeah. At what they're looking out on. Yeah. So. Right, and then you just say. Cheerio girls. Cheerio girls. Thank you <laughs> so much for inviting me into your home Bye-bye. and uh, so and letting me on. feel part of it. The roof goes Just on. Have to be careful that they're oh. that's it. Yeah. Ooh. So yes, I'm Ooh, there's a cross one around me. I don't want it. Oh, oh they're just saying they're just saying hello. Are they? Okay. Yes. Okay. And then this one here. This yeah. Is, this is this is the um the hive next door. Right. This is the one that we think they're not happy with. Well, I think that they're not happy with the queen. Yeah. Um, but you can say, hello, girl. Hello. And so there's yeah, a couple just having a chat. Look, they? there's a couple having a chat. Here. <laughs> they're just having a little chat. Do you think they're planning chat. their mutiny? <laughs> Hopefully not this time of the year. That's a, a mu- oh, mutiny right. in yes, May, sorry. not September. Yeah, I'm not paying attention enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, amazing! Well, that is just absolutely incredible. That I've that I've done here with the with the echinacea and the oh, right. them, the lavenders, and they love this one, the nepeta. They okay. absolutely love nepeta. Oh, um, so you watch them as well to see which ones they yes, enjoy the yes, most, yes. and then go and plant them yeah. some more. Yes, what a harmonious space. And then this is, Fantastic. Another, this is another one here. Another oh, okay. <laughs> so you can see them. The garden is really taken up by these hives, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't have too many visitors to the garden. <laughs> so it really is my little oasis. Absolutely. Well, I've got to say, I might, might be finding my way back one day because um, this is just amazing. Oh, what a lovely pond you've got there as well! And oh, yeah, beautiful. So that's, that's that's actually it's a really healthy it's a really healthy pond. I did have tadpoles in for the fir- for the first time this year. Oh, fantastic! And it's a, yeah, it's a it's a natural pond. I I do have a pump, but it hasn't got a filter. Oh, a filter okay. It. It's been here since I've been here and never had a problem with it. Right. It's got plenty of the water boatmen on there. I've yeah. Got about the, well, the goldfish thrive, the water lilies thrive, so. Yeah, it's, so, um, you know, the whole um, garden is really working together, yes, isn't it? Yeah, and most of the plant, you know, you won't see many plants here that aren't bee-friendly. You know, obviously, <laughs> there, there, there are some that they don't, that they don't touch, but... I mean, your them... doormat has got bees on yes. it. I think it's quite clear yes. whose house this is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. And the cat, of course, he just he just takes it all in his stride. And uh, oh, do, do, do you think he ever gets stung? He 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 doesn't. I don't think he gets stung. He caught. He gets some bees in his fur sometimes, and he has a little funny. But he he's an elderly cat. He's a house cat, so he just comes out. Right. Um, he he he's fourteen, so he doesn't he? really do very much at all these days. Except look gorgeous. Yeah, he does look gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. He does look gorgeous.
Oh, that's fantastic. This is a very, they, they love this, but of course, we're looking at this at this daisy here, the, this aster. Yeah. But there aren't any. Oh, that, you've got the bumble over there. You've got, there have been a huge amount of bumblebees this year in this garden. Oh, I've seen a lot of um, bumblebees and I've seen some bumbles. quite unwell ones as well. Yeah. Or they look unwell. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You just need to feed them a little bit of, Bit, bit of sugar syrup and they'll they'll perk up generally yeah. if you see the if you see the bumbles and they're looking a little bit yeah um, i did find uh, just the right sort of little tray to to leave some sugar water mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. and i was very excited to see him yes. having a drink oh, and then buzzing oh, off it's lovely <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it's a beautiful day today that you've. I know, I know, absolutely perfect. Well, Diana, thank you so much That's for your okay. all That's your okay. time. You're looking after because you know the way you suited me up and everything as well. <laughs> I I just felt you know I can see how well the bees yeah, are looked I do, after. I, do, I feel looked I, after. I do make sure that any anyone who who puts you know I'm I've got one eye on you, one eye on the bees. I I like to make sure that anyone who looks at them. Feel, feels confident, feels safe. Oh, totally. And I, think, I yeah. think this is it. You know, they, they don't hurt you. The bees aren't interested in coming up and stinging us. They're, they're just going about, they're going about their day, hmm. getting the, the remains of the pollen, the remains of the nectar that's out there, ready for them to, to hunker down for the winter. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. They're Perfect, lovely. but it's the noise. It's Absolutely. The noise. See, when I say that, you, this is when you get lost in it. Mm. You, know, you can't do anything other than focus on these these wonderful creatures that that are well, living in my garden. <laughs> well, you become part of that yeah, hive of yeah. activity, yes. don't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's and if everyone of, else is busy yeah. doing their job, then you it would be rude to be anything but yeah, the maiden. It? <laughs> it's lots of things that we say in everyday life. You know that the maiden voyage that that comes after that come that's taken from bees. You know they go out on their maiden flight. Okay. Yeah, they're the flight, their mating flight, the first flight that they make. Right. I didn't realise yeah, that. Yeah. And that maiden voyage and. Uh, as you say, there's so much to learn here, yeah. isn't there? So I feel like, um, yeah, a second top-up visit might be in <laughs> oh, order. Oh, definitely. <laughs> You're very welcome any time. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah,
I wonder if this conversation has stirred thoughts about your own signature dish, the story it tells and messages for life it gives you. Do drop me a line and leave a comment with your food for thought kitchen reflections at www.therapykitchen.co.uk or here on the SoundCloud site where you can find out more about me and what I do. Thank you so much for being in the conversation today and I'll be back shortly with a new guest on Kitchen Sessions.